Hey. Now it's there recording. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 67. I'm joined with three great friends as always, starting off with Steph. Steph, how you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I've been washing my hands a lot with soap, with detergent, with anything. We have vinegar, oil, and batata frita, everything. But I'm doing good. <laughs> That's it, bro. We're also joined by Christian. Christian, how you doing, bro? Uh not washing my hands with, with oil. I'm just using soap and water, but I'm, <laughs> I'm doing all right <laughs> <laughs> And finally, last but not least, we're also joined by Nando. Nando, how you doing, dog? I'm doing good, man. Um everybody's on the topic of what they're doing, the regimen for washing their hands. I'll tell you. I've been the type of dude, I've been going back for two squirts, right? So I got the one hand sanitizer, and then I got the soap. Mm. I'll do the hand sanitizer, make sure I, like, really char it down, and then I'll come back with the squirt bottle for, like, two to three of just, you know, regular, like, Dove soap and get that going. And then other than that, you stay, you stay home. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. I've also been uh, going crazy with the hand sanitizer. So I work at a bank, so I'm always touching. So, yeah, <laughs> I've, I'm pretty sure my hands are like on the point of like fucking they're, burning. They're gonna start the peeling back. I squirt some hand sanitizer on here. <laughs> they are, man. <laughs> anyway, let's go straight into these questions. We got quite a few here sent to us on Twitter. Um, first comment comes from our boy David Claudio at David Strife 35. He says, "Stay safe, my friends." David, David, stay safe out there in Portugal, bro. Much love. Um, next question comes from uh, Matt Paiva at, uh, at mpaiva7, because of the Paiva on Twitter. Uh, this question is actually pretty good. Uh, he actually did a poll, and I'll, uh, I'll say the result after. Um, but he asks, the best backup keeper at Spartan in the last 20 years. Uh, the four choices are Thiago, Nelson Pereira, Marcelo Buek, and Beto. What do you guys think? Wow. For, for me, doing? for me, it's Beto, for sure. Out of those? Beto? Out of those? Yeah. Yeah, out of those four. The oh, best backup. backup keeper in the last one years. Okay, backup. so give me a Beto. Yeah. What was the other two one more time? The other three? Marcelo Buek, uh, Nelson Pereira, and Thiago. Damn, but we've had more freaking Guardarit since then. But We've uh, had Salin also. You can throw him in there if you want. Stoichkovic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We had But he only had four choices because he's limited oh. on Twitter. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Then I'd, yeah. then I'd say Thiago or Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. I went I bet too. Just, uh, I mean, I'm going to also go with Nelson Pereira, though I do like I'd go team. Nelson Pereira just because of his the time he spent there. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously here longer. I just think Beth was only here yeah. for a season, right? But I just think, like, skill-wise, I think he was probably the, the best. Oh, yeah. What he did in the national team and also in Sevilla, sure. he won yeah. how many cups? I mean, if you really want to go at it, I think Ricardo, uh, that was our guardarez for a few years, was really, really good. Really good. And for the Sleso and everything. But Ricardo was not a backup. Yeah, but he was he in started. a backup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, actually, who's winning the polls? Uh, 43% to buy. Second is Nelson Pereira at 29. Marcel Buek at 22. 
Tiago Uh Great question, Matt. Appreciate it. Um, second question comes in from Miguel Morato, uh, at Miguel F. Morato on Twitter. He asks, what's your opinion on the current, uh, currently unconfirmed reports that we haven't settled the first half of Ruben Amorim's uh, um, we'll leave that for later. Uh, he also asks, plus, what do you think of the possibility of a snap election once the state of emergency is a re- of, uh, revoked? I think it's an impossibility, by the way, with uh, um, RA in charge. Who's RA? Who am I? Um, so let's do that question instead, and we'll leave the Mourinho deal for later because we're just about to talk into it after these questions. Um, Steph, I'll ask you, actually. Um, what what do you think? Will there be a snap elections uh, once the emergencies are revoked? Do you think there's even a, a slight possibility of that? What do you think, dude? No, of course not. Now, forget about it. There's no movement towards that. Everything is shut down. Um, we're not going to ha- have any snap elections at all because uh, Verandas, as much as as much as uh, a good amount of Portuguese's hate it, he won fair and square. So he. What he's doing now, he's he's doing what he's supposed to. He's the president for I think an additional a year and a half now, or almost two years. Mm-hmm. He's got left, so he's entitled to those two years. And uh, how are we gonna kick him out? What's the reason? Uh, there's no reason now. Everything went out the window, so I think he's gonna finish his uh, term, and then we'll just have to wait until uh, the new elections come up. So I don't think we're gonna have any. Uh, re-elections whatsoever after the coronavirus at all. It, it will be silly anyway, because then we have less than a year left. So I don't think it's yeah. a waste of money. Yeah. It's ex- These things are expensive. So, th- And there's no... To kick somebody out, you need a reason. I mean, we went, we just went through this shit with... Uh, I know it's way different, but with uh, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, when they wanted to impeach him, it was a shit show. It was, it was a, a circus. And for nothing. He, he still stayed as the president because he have and the, the same thing in a club you need to have valid reasons to to acquit somebody, to to dismiss somebody and we don't have even a movement that uh, that was going around they didn't have any valid reasons for. It's not that easy because if it was that easy then it would be a shit show every fucking fiscal year. Um, no, we're not going to have it. Yeah, I'm not, not only not only do we not uh, and uh, with this, we we don't have a valid reason, right? But we also know that we don't have the amount of votes, so we would have to have the the valid reasons substantially enough so that the people that don't carry as many votes, we would have to get more and more of them going out to vote to still overcome it. You know what I mean? Because we would lose it to the to the older population. I'm gonna yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Disagree, yeah. I'm gonna disagree because. I'm going to take the, uh, the 2013 Godin Lopes episode. Um, so basically what happened was they didn't really have a per se specific reason back then either. It was just like general fuckery, similar to what we have here. We would, if we were trying to get rid of him, it would just be like general incompetence, general fuckery overall. And basically, the a similar uh, you know, signatures were gathered. The amount was presented to the, um, the MAG, the Mesa de Assemblea General, and they said the same thing. They said, you guys don't have uh, justa causa. You guys don't have just cause to do this. Um, the case was brought to court, and the court ruled that 
the saucers are the ones who decide what justa causa is. They decide, the saucers are the ones who vote. They decide what the just cause is, whether or not the, the, the mag agrees with them. It doesn't matter. It's the saucers that decide if there's going to be an assembly at all. They had the signatures. The court ruled that the assembly at all had the right to go forward. Um, Godinho Lopes knew that he was going to get landslided, so he resigned. Um, I literally see almost no differences um, with the current situation. The Saucius have decided that there's Josta Caza. They think that he's handling the club poorly. Um, he's indebting the club, you know, his financial decisions. He can't pay the, the money to Braga that he needs to pay. Um, I think we have plenty there, and, uh, and I think that it, it literally wouldn't even matter because it, we are the Saucius. We sign the signatures, and we decide what the Justa Caza is. Um, so I, I totally think that there's enough there, but I mean, like you said, Steph, we don't have electronic voting. I don't see, uh, a large gathering of people happening anytime soon. So I, I just, I don't, I think that that's more of the reason why it's not going to happen more so than the, the use the cause aspect of it. And we're running out of time. By the time the, the COVID-19 is, is dealt with, um, the window is shrinking. I don't think we'll have enough time to put together such a big movement. He um, got lucky. To tell the truth, the COVID-19 came out to, to help out this administration. And they're, they're doing a great PR, uh, PR oh, yeah. too, with uh, him, him uh, what's Doctor. the word? volunteering to, like, um, hospitals and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and the journals are running with it. Woman in old 12 hours uh, shifts and uh, 12 hours at sporting. He doesn't sleep. He's like a vampire or something. That's what that's what uh, Abala wants you to believe, at least. Hey, you um, let him finish anyway. the term and that's it. I mean, it's too late. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As much as I, I think there is just cause there. Uh, Me too. Listen, we Rogeri Wolves blocked it before this crisis happened. I doubt he'll ever he'll even lift anything um, right after this this crisis is over. You know, if it's let's, even over in the in yeah, future. But, uh, so, we'll I mean, see. let's be realistic. Now it's not the time to even think about these things because they're laying off people, working out uh, exactly. 40% percent pay cuts and 50% percent pay cuts. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a time to think about that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, last comment, or quite, this is more of a comment. Um, it's quite a few comments. It's from PM Rider esque as an Esquire, at still PMR Rider, or PM Rider esque, uh, ESQ. He says, maybe less of a question, but more of a statement. By the way, ask is Esquire. It gives pain. Uh, it gets painful when you read it out loud by the letter each. Okay, whatever. Maybe it's time to accept that for the club to survive financially, uh, costs have to be cut. Woeful fin financial mismanagement has gone on for too long. Liga Nosh isn't, isn't in a place where you can live beyond your means without uh, CL qualifications every season. Uh, it catches up, and when it does, you hope you still have some family uh, silver to sell. Porto are in deeper shit than us, but that's not saying much. Maybe now is the time to say, uh, okay, let's start from the basics. Let's bring the youngsters through again. Play them rather than using them to adjust the balance sheet. Um, if RL return, if Rafael Leon returns, don't slaughter the lad. Wow, he'll have uh, he'll have been given bad advice as we all have. Ibra will have a massive impact on his game. 
It pains me to say, but it, but the pigeons over the road have benefited from giving their youngster game their youngsters game time, and their balance sheet is firmly in the black. Uh, any club thinking they'll get top whack for players in the summer is going to be sadly mistaken with all that's going on. Uh, if you can get the top earners off of the books, uh, then that is going to balance the books. Everyone has a price. That's a sad fact for every club in Portugal, Holland, Belgium, etc. Um, all usually, but not. But now that that price is going to be much lower. So is the best bet lowering the wage bill? Um, so I guess that'll be the question. Nando, I'll ask you that. Um, do you agree with PM Ryder? Uh, do you think uh, we should be bleeding through more youngsters, especially now more than ever, to and then trying to cut our costs with other players um, or other assets, I guess, um, which in, in turn will then lower the wage bill? What do you think? We, we have to we have to kind of take the approach, I think, that Bruno Carvalho did with... Um, with, uh, oh, Jesus, what's the guy from the Madeira? Um, yeah, where Sporting mm. assumed very early on in its preparations that they were going to go ahead and invest a lot in the development of, of some players on the team or committed to certain players on the team. And Leonardo Jardim played that card well. He's Sporting kind of surprised, I think, for most of the season. And that then started the uh, push forward with the investment on the team. So I think that you, if, if Sporting can do the same now where you get a best of both worlds where you have to force the development of what we have been seeing in the Camada Jovens and the players that we think have a future. You invest in them, you commit to them, you support them, and you give them good confidence and you see how they do, sort of like Leonardo Jardim did. And then from there, if that works, you can then start to infuse, in my opinion, the team with some strategic you know, upgrades and so forth and go that way. Because if you don't commit the young route, then what's the other option, right? We're going to have to spend more money to bring in players to, to kind of work with the already existing players that are costing us a lot of money, man. I think that's a much more extreme case, in my opinion. Fair. Fair enough. See, I think um, that this. All right, this, let's move I, on. Can I just let me just say one thing? I mean, I think yeah, that yeah, this, go for it, go for it. My bad, my bad. No, it's all good. I think that I mean, this is like I, I, I totally, I totally like understand this school of thought, and um, I mean, a lot of us were kind of looking forward to this aspect of it, right in the aftermath of 2018, mm-hmm. um, the summer, looking yeah. into that 2018, or I guess that would have been 2018-19 season. We, we thought this was going to happen. This is what should have happened two years ago. And then if maybe if we did this two years ago, we'd be in a better position than we are today. But we didn't do this two years ago. Um, obviously, we still have good youth players in, in the academy, out on loan. There's plenty of players that can be integrated into this team. And if you're going to fucking finish fourth, fifth, like you were this season anyways, I think that we could have finished fifth and played Bragança instead of Dumbia. Does anyone seriously disagree with that? Um, you know, so like the, the, the opportunities ha- have been there for this to happen, but like Agreed. we spent Agreed. two yeah. years just kind of like hanging out in limbo, not really doing anything, kind of just being in like an amorphous blob, bringing in loan players, not really having an identity. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's just time wasted that we could have been doing this plan all along, I, you know. I, I, I agree with Chris, Agreed. and um, this is such this is such a, a, a good question. 
Uh, and I agree with both Nando and uh, and Chris with uh, everything that you've said. But I'm just going to say the following: if you if you guys have been following our youth, meaning the uh, under 23, under 19, uh, the under and under 17, they they screwed the pooch. They were out of the championship round. The the under 15 was actually the ones do, that they were doing the best. The under 19 lately was they were doing better. But they started really bad, and as you guys yeah. both uh, all know, the under twenty three were doing poorly lately with the Lionel Ponce. Um, so, mm-hmm. is is our youth good enough to to uh, to be in in the A squad? That's the question. Maybe a couple, if uh, you know, but that wouldn't guarantee that we would be, you know, fighting for the title race. I don't think so. Uh, we would be maybe fighting for a third or fourth or fifth spot. Exactly, uh, but we were going to be fighting for that anyways, I guess is the point. Yeah, I guess is the point, yes. If you wanted to develop players, but it's a, it's very dangerous when you put those kind of players that they, they used to play in, in uh, not even in the second league. Now they're going to play with malicious players, meaning with more experience. Then they come from an under-23 league and under-19, and now you, you throw them to the Wolves. Gonna have a tough time. It's gonna have. It's gonna have to be a good mesh of young players with experienced players, and that you know we'll talk about Ruben Amorim, and I think he's got a niche for that. So we'll see. We do have some good youth players, which I would like to see uh, coming back to Sporting. They would loan out by mistake, <laughs> huge mistakes like Braganza, but Braganza and Dumbia they play two different positions. Hopefully, Pelinha will reconsider and stay at Sporting. But if they if if they pay him twenty million, Sporting's got to let him go because it's a lot of money. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think the I way think, we're at right now, fifteen million, he might be even gone. 15, I think 10, I, 10 million every, every club is thinking the way we are thinking. Let's use the youth because they yeah. they're not going to have a lot of money. Everyone's going to be broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Agreed. And I hate um, to say, Benfica looks yeah. better in that aspect. They well, have ben, uh, the best Benfica quality. Benfica's been looking better in the last few yeah. years. I hate in to say it, but academy, you know, I have using their youth. Yeah, the academy. The, the if you look at the national teams, the Portuguese national mm-hmm. teams, they heavily been called. Uh, they they've been calling heavily the Benfica players, and uh, they've been doing pretty good uh, in in the international championships and all that too. So. And for, for example, right now we don't even have a we don't even have a, a player in this left zone at Sporting. You know, Bruno Fernandes is gone. We don't really have that guy anymore in this left zone. So no, no, um, hey, it might have the third string goalie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the third string goalies for the under twenty ones because Luis Max doesn't even get the start in the under twenty ones. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he, no, he uh, doesn't. All right. Thank you guys for your questions uh, and everything like that. Again, please be sure to follow us on Sparting160 underscore Yen on Twitter. Um, anyways, we'll go into the first topic, um, which we sort of touched upon on the, on the questions, but we'll really dive in now. Um, the layoffs. Sparting plans to lay off 86% of their workers, as well as um, guys like Varandas, uh, Rogerio Alves, other people from the, uh, from the administration taking a 50% pay cut. And if is it the players that are getting forty percent, right? A forty percent pay cut. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, all because of the coronavirus, of course. 
Um, coupled with also the fact that news came out today that we have not made any payment for Ruben Amorim as of yet. Um, the 12 million euros or whatever it was, we've we failed to make any payment there. Um, so that's also um, taking a toll for, on us financially. Start this one off with you because you've been the one reporting it more on Twitter. Um, what are your thoughts? What have you read? Um, and yeah, your overall opinion. Yeah, so um, I, I guess where do where do we even start? So I guess we'll start with yeah. the, with, with the layoff. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's unfortunate. Uh, I feel for for not only for the workers who are you know unable to at sporting who are you know unable to do their job. People who work in the stadium on game days. People whose job is to to, to cut the, the the grass at the at Al Kushet. I mean, all these jobs are they're they're pretty much they're not able to do them right now because no one's doing anything, no one's playing, no one's going to the stadium. Um, and it's unfortunate that Sporting's in a position that I, I really don't think that they are able to pay these people without having gate revenue coming in. Um, clubs like Liverpool and Tottenham who furlough their staff, they can fuck off. They have billionaire owners. It's just embarrassing when they do that. But our club, I mean, we don't have a billionaire sugar daddy. Um, so it, it, I, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I think that, I mean, Portugal uh, it has a decent um, social safety net, so I, I hope no one, no one goes hungry or anything like that. Um, and I hope that all these people can get their jobs, jobs back once, once things get back going again eventually. Um, but for the time being, yeah, it's a, it's a hard time for everyone. Um, the flip side, though, is that Sporting just spent 10 million euros buying a coach that they can't even put down the first payment on. Um, and then people would probably turn around and say, oh, you got 10 million to, to buy a coach, but you don't have any money to pay the staff. No, they don't have the 10 million to buy the coach either. <laughs> they, they don't have money. They don't have money for fucking shit. So the fact that they spent the 10 mil is even more irresponsible. Um, I mean, we were, we, we shit on them endlessly after that. I mean, that was one of the most insane fucking decisions that like anyone has ever made. Um, and it's pretty funny actually, because they say that, uh, they haven't made the payments because they, or the coronavirus is affecting their means of being able to make the, the payments. Um, but I mean, that's just propaganda because so basically how it works is Sporting had to pay five mil by March 5th and then they have to pay five mil by September. So the, fi the first five mil was due two days after Veranda's signed. So I believe he signed on March 3rd or March 5th. So the money was due the, either the 5th or the 7th then. Coronavirus lockdowns and stuff, in Portugal at least, wasn't until the 13th. So did they have any means of being able to make that payment? Hmm. I don't, I think they went into, they, they knew that they couldn't make the payment. So the, there's now even more details revealed. There's interest on failed payment. So Salvador knew the sporting wasn't going to fucking pay because sporting owes money to agents. Sporting owes money to banks. Sporting owns money to players. Sporting owns money to Mihalovic. Sporting owes money to fucking everybody. Whether. They don't, they don't pay them. So no. it's so smart of Agra, or not Agra, uh, Salvador, to, to, to get even more money out of this. Because now, if we don't pay by Friday the five mil, 
it, it, it's, it's three million, almost four million in interest. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Ruben Amorim could, could be up in like, you know, 17 million if we fail the first and second payments and have to pay the max amount of interest. I mean, 20 million for a fucking coach. The yeah. Bruno, the Bruno Fernandes money is gone. It is gone. It is never even going to get here. You know, it was, it was by far the most irresponsible decision I think I have ever seen a president at Sporting make in terms of purchases, of staff, of players, of contracts. If this fails, it's single-handedly going to be the worst decision by far, right? Everybody's going to have to agree that was the worst decision ever to spend that amount of money on that of an unproven player, or I'm sorry, coach. And even if they were fucking proven, that's still ridiculous. And even if this works... You can't sit here then and still wholeheartedly say that you believe that that was a perfect decision made from above because it worked out and then we end up making money on him or we sell him or something like that. Because that is such a far-fetched like, possibility that um, you still can't ever recommend somebody make that fucking call because it's just it's absurd, man. Sporting, I don't know. We're so dependent on so many things, but, but that was a horrible decision. Yeah, uh, um, Steph, I guess we can also talk about the Ruben Amorim as well, but your your opinion also on the on all the layoffs as well that's happening. Good on Verandas for cutting 50% of his salary, or what do you think? Well, the the, uh, the the 50% and 40%, I believe it's only for May, for April, May, and June. And then if everything right. goes for back to normal, months. yeah, if everything goes back to normal, then uh, they'll see the... Everything will go back to normal as well. The salaries. Um, so sorry, and am I am I correct in saying that they also will be reimbursed if the season starts? What was it in like May or June or something? Did I read that or am I confused? Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. Twenty percent only. And if they twenty if they qualify for the Champions League next season, they would get the other twenty percent. Yeah, which we know that's not. Ah, good. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I consume my merda. Um, so the the layoff uh, uh, we saw it coming a long time ago. If there's no revenue coming in, then how are you gonna pay uh, your workers? You can't. You just can't. It's it's not only Sporting. You look across across the, the Portugal, not even Portugal, the world. Everyone is laying off. I mean, uh, the United States, everyone is laid off. Uh, but when you get when you get laid off, the good thing about getting laid off, you qualify for unemployment. So you'll get unemployment. It, it sucks for everybody, but it's a good move by 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 Sporting. You have no money to pay them, so you have to lay them off. Whatever money you have, you have to assure that that money is, is a, your safety net to start building the next season. Because if you spend it all now, next season you're fucked. So I think that, that that was a smart move. And you'll see there's more clubs doing other things. There's clubs, the the Campeonato Portugal, they're completely just letting players go um, because they, they just can't afford them at all. So I think the, the laid off thing was, was uh, something that was expected. The administration cutting their salaries in 50%. I called them on Twitter, um, and uh, they, they did it. So that's a good move. I respect them for that. You have to lead by example. You can say, 
I want you, 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 and you to cut down on your salary, and then you you still get one hundred percent of your salary. That doesn't look good. Uh, the forty percent that the players agreed upon that that's also respectful. Uh, very, I like that. Uh, now on Ruben Emerin, the ten ten million, the ten million. I'm only going to understand that if we become champions of Portugal. If we become champions of Portugal, then yeah, I'll say it's a good investment. But if we don't, then it's a bad a bad investment. Good, I but good, but it could also be still a stupid investment. Champions that yeah. wins. That he signed a five year deal. If he wins the title in five years, it wasn't worth it. Still. In five years, uh, that's that's a. I would say yes, in a way. But let let me just finish. Um, the the uh, the ten million. It's on on a coach. It's it's risky because he's not a player. It's a coach. He hasn't proven anything yet. He doesn't even have the the uh, the the, uh, the license to be a, to to be a coach on the pitch. He has to sit down and not even he can speak. He can do nothing, and he's not going to have it for a he's little. One while. worse than Silas. Yes, he's Sorry. one level below, one level below, yeah. and he needed an X amount of na- games under his belt to qualify for the next level, and now he's not going to have it because of the COVID nineteen. So meaning that mm-hmm. it's that's delaying the whole thing. You just don't. It's not one of those things that you go to classes in tech. You need a certain amount of games, uh, professional games in the first division. So, so, um, the. the I think this was like we say in poker, an all in by uh, Frederic Varandes. That was a, a poker move, and let's see if it's gonna pay off for him. Do I see Ruben Amorim with the Nets with young players and how that knows how to read the game? It's good in, a, in a tactical wise. Yes, I, I see that and I like that, but you know, it's too soon to say. So we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, but I agree with Chris and Nando. There was a lot of money to invest on the coach. It's, he's not a player. It's not a coach. To see the mo- amount of money back, it's almost impossible. Are we going to sell him for $10 million later on? Or, or $15 million to get the money back? Uh, why Sporting didn't pay uh, Braga? Well, it could be a number of reasons that we don't know about. Maybe they had to pay somebody else that if they didn't, then Sporting would pay consequences. Or maybe they're just saving the money for whatever might be the case due to the coronavirus. Or maybe they didn't get the money that they were expecting from the, the Bruno Fernando sale yet. Because, um, you know, when you make deals with... Um, look at the uh, player from uh, we saw from um, to Brazil. Como é que chama aquele guys? The uh, striker. And we in the FIFA waiting, fighting for one million. Lá do Recife, lá... Uh, the striker they came to our team and he didn't score. He scored two goals or three goals. I forget his name. This season or a few seasons ago? Uh, a few seasons ago. And um, Andre Balada? Yeah, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah, that's it. Andre, yeah. Andre, I think you went to Corinthians, correct? So, yes, and now they owe us a million dollars, a million euros. Mm-hmm. And we've so, meaning when we strike a deal with someone, it doesn't mean we're getting the money right away. Like the money from Podence, the money from all the, all the, the players have resided with Sporting. I don't think we got the totality of that money yet because they, they pay stations just like Sporting is doing with Braga and, and the other clubs, uh, and including uh, Sporar. 
we we haven't paid them the whole full amount because it, it's by I'll pay you six, now and six months down the road I'll pay you two million more and stuff like that. So we're waiting for that money. So I don't know. We don't know all the details, so I don't want to jump the gun. I'm not defending the administration, but you know, it's a perfect moment to blame the coronavirus. Why wouldn't pay? But I got, yeah, it is. It's perfect timing. Um, and then we'll see what's going to happen, but we're going to have to play Braga. That's for sure. But I agree with Chris yeah. and I that was too expensive for a play for a coach that hasn't proven anything yet. Winning against Sporting Braga, Sporting Benfica and Porto, it doesn't mean shit. And winning a Tasa de Liga doesn't mean shit to me. But do I see a few things I like about him? Yeah, I do. Tactically, I think he's good. He has a good vision of the game and he has a niche for young players. So we'll see. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I like Amorim too. Admittedly, I don't, I don't care what his playing career was like. Uh, um, you know, we're all born about. into a certain team. You know, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I did like his attitude. Um, I like Ristovsky, but but uh, when he was like King Manda Soil, basically, um, I like that from a coach. You know, I, I was tired. The one, one criticism I had at Kaiser. Um, and even even if Sidiz looking back, they're too soft. They let the players walk all over them. Um, so hopefully Amurin isn't like that. But I agree with all three of you. Ten million is way too much, especially uh, yeah. for, for a guy that, and with that's, and that's a good, game experience. And that's a good good way of a, a good comparison between him and Sidiz. Sidiz, he came all, all strong and fucking hey, he's going to sport and Sportingista. He's gonna you know develop the young players. You would call them for practices, and then you would never play them. Yeah. And if he did play them, it would be 20 minutes at the end. Or oh, five minutes at times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, moving on. Um, we'll go on. We'll continue with the sort of finances, uh, transfer dealings here. Um, we'll go with some of these transfer rumors that, that have been coming out recently. Um, I chalk most of them down, and I think most of you will agree with me. Um, just journals trying to um, fill in some empty space. Um, but Sporting, again, have been um, linked to moves over the last few weeks to the likes of Slimani. Uh, Adrian Silva uh, was mentioned a bit, a former captain, of course. João Mario was mentioned a few days ago, I believe. Um, we had Ru uh, Ruben Smedu linked with us again. Um, center back currently at Olympiacos, of course. Uh, we had another All ace players have player, something in common, but I can't quite figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we also had Tremeni, or what's his name, from, from Riwav, the striker, and, and again then, linked to us. And then you start adding in Rafael Leon. And what is the one thing that we keep seeing in pattern here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, Nando, I'll ask you, um, what are your thoughts with these transfer rumors? Do you give any stock to them? Um, <laughs> is it just, you know, journals, you know, trying to fill in some empty space, fill in some content? What do you think? I think that it's a wonderful uh, mixture of journalists uh, wanting to make sure that they have something to uh, talk about during this pandemic. But I also think that there's more than a 50% chance on a lot of those players. And mm -hmm. I truly like we all know what pattern was uh, was happening here that Chris was was talking about. Every single one of those players 
had some form of of uh, of a way that they left Spartan after the uh, Takonoku shit. And um, it would not surprise me one bit if Verandas figured out a way to spin it, you know, convince these players to come back to Spartan because, let's face it, a lot of them, where they're at right now, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. So you bring them back to Spartan, you pitch them on the idea that they get to come back to a club that's newly and improved and the bad old dictator is no longer there and they're no longer going to get assaulted on their way home from work. Uh, you tell them that and you get back and you're Fernandez and you play a wonderful card. You say, listen, while uh, I inherited shit, I was able to sell or to you know, recoup money on. And then also, by the way, I was able to bring them back after Spartan already benefited from them, and then we benefit them again. So, yeah, man, this shit's whack, and 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 that's that's how I truly feel about the situation. I, I, I think there is a lot of credibility there because we can all agree that those players all, one way or another, benefit Spartan if they come back, like Rafael Leon. You know, he doesn't want to pay, he doesn't have the money, but if he comes back, Spartan at least may benefit from that, or if he uh, gets sold somewhere else, Spartan is going to benefit from that. And then you got these other players that, let's face it, Adrian, Juan Mario, Slimani, they're all very good players. And they would all be very huge improvements over what we currently have. Yeah, fair enough. I would agree. Um, we'll get a more into Rafael Young in a bit because it obviously gets a bit more complicated. But yeah, I would, I would agree with you there. Um, I'm going to re- uh, read you through some names um, that we tweeted not too long ago. Basically, with deals expiring um, for our main team, and, um, you know, loans that we have out to come back. Um, so the, the, one, the one that also has an extra t- um, talk about him is also Jeremy Mathieu. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, his contract does run up by the end of the year. Um, but he's, there's also been a lot of rumors with him retiring. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll give this one to you. Um, what are your thoughts if Mathieu retires? Your thoughts on our back line? Um, will we cope without him? Because even though he's 36, uh, I'd argue he's our better. He's been our best center back for the past three seasons since he's since he's come. What do you think, dude? Yeah. So I mean, he did he did do that interview with that French paper a couple of weeks ago, and he did say that he was going to play for one more season. He just was deciding where that one season was going to be. If it was going to be back in France, um, or if it was going to be here. I'm assuming like. Those are really the only two options. I don't think he's going to pull a crazy one and go to, like, China or some shit. Um, but, or, <laughs> might or, be MLS, like or MLS or some crazy shit. I, I, I really don't see that. I think it's basically between, like, Sasho and, and, uh, and Sporting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd love him back. Uh, he'd be a solid anchor. Um, good locker room presence. I, I think everyone would want uh, Matthew back. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you. Um, Steph, um, I'll ask the two loan deals. It's going to be a quick no, but Yannick <laughs> Bolasi, Jesse Rodriguez, um, what do you think? I Come think, back. I think Bolasi has a 4.5 million option to buy, and Bolasi has a set, or I mean, and Hesse has a 7 million option to buy. You like those deals, Steph? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Putek is Peru. Uh, no, I mean, no, no. They shouldn't have come to Sporting on loans. I, I, I only agree on loans on, at Sporting when it's a player that has to prove himself, a young player. Now, players like that at, at the end of their career, it's a, a bad loan all day long, mm-hmm. all day long. They have nothing to prove, and that's what they did. Uh, they, they went to Portugal, Curtido Lisboa, Melhor Restaurantes, Melhor 
comida portuguesa e o caralho, andar em país cheio. Com tempo, praia. Não, it was a bad, bad deal. It was a desperate move by Varanda and uh, Hugo Vienna at the last minute and yep. it bit them in the ass. Bad deals. Yep. No, they can go fuck themselves. Agreed, agreed. Steph, I'll give you one more before moving on to Nando. Uh, Diaby. Um, there's been also some, some rumors circulating that even Amurim wants to have a look at him. Fast kid. You think he should, or kid, he's almost 30, I believe. But what do you think? Should we have a look at him? It would have been better than uh, than most we we had this season, without a doubt. Yep. Um, uh, I'd I know. Agree. I, I know. I know that um, when he left, uh, he gave us a, a bad taste in our mouth with with Pizarro and uh, with uh, Marcel Kaiser. Uh, but he, he was indeed fast. Uh, he just he just needed to correct a few things, and if he's willing to listen to his coaching staff and correct those little things, then I think he'll be a valuable uh, and important player in our in our squad. Uh, he, he, he's not worse than Hesse. I'll, I'll, no. I'll give him that. No. no not worse not than mm-hmm. um, Nando, the next three I'll give you. Uh, Misic, who had some rumors of uh, some potential problems going with uh, Pauk not wanting to pay us. Uh, even though a few months earlier um, they were saying um, that they activated the bio clause. Um, a few weeks ago, they were saying that they didn't, and now Mizic might be on the way back, and Sporting and Pauk would uh, negotiate um, a different price. Um, forgetting the price, do you think Mizic should come back to Sporting? What do you think? Should we sell him? Yeah, get rid of him. Um, I didn't, I didn't uh, miss him one bit. I haven't missed him one bit. I didn't think he was anything special. Uh, hell, yeah. I don't even yeah. think. Uh, I don't think a guy like. Uh, Fucking Daniel Daniel Podence is special um, and shit. He has their moments. Um, they're gone. Get some money out of them and and you know move it. Agreed. We also had Lumor Agbenewu. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, left back uh, uh, from Ghana. Um, had a decent preseason with us two years ago, but hasn't really been given the opportunity. Um, what do you think? Queenia uh, potentially going. A guy we can look at, or should we cut our losses with him as well? So, how much time did he end up staying with Sporting? Uh, uh, we bought him from Portimonense. I believe it was still Bruno Carvalho. That yeah, 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 so the, the the last last yeah. The last judge. Yeah, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it was anything special, <laughs> honestly. I that think was a panic buy. I know. That was panic buy in January. I what, believe. Wasn't right? George Jesus still the coach? He was. Yes, yeah, yes, he was. yes. So, yes. so, so that to me was a. Um, that to me was when I, when these fucking coaches, uh, kind of almost like they need to satisfy a certain quota, and they go around the league and they just pick up these random players, and then sometimes they work out really well, and sometimes they're just shit. But because they weren't really expensive, we kind of push them off to the side. I think that was like one of those hopes for Georges, who's like, let's get him something that hopefully he can work with and see. Oh, he doesn't. He sucks. He's not playing. Georges jo- right. didn't want him. No, of course not. I don't think he did. And, and, I think that and was they a threw him out there to see, uh, to see what George Zeus would do with it. George Zeus didn't want him and didn't give a shit. Nope. I'm, my opinion, this was a buy for the future because he was a young kid and he was doing well at Um It was just, I don't know, like George Zeus, I don't know if you, like, George Zeus, when he was, he would never really play youth like that. It was sort of like, um, you know, you got to like, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Like you gotta have a certain experience. You gotta be like 25 and up if you want George Zeus to even consider you sometimes. 
And I think that just was the case with Lumor. And we also had Acuna. We had Quintrao in that season. We didn't really have space for him. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. I think we should cut, it, cut our losses with him as well. Uh, and last but not least, last fullback for you, Nando, Brun Gaspar. Uh, had a decent season at Olympiacos this season. Um, I believe there's an option to buy, but um, if they don't trigger it, do you think he'd have a spot for us here at Sporting? Um, I was again. I wasn't even sold with him uh, in his first go round. He was horrible. He barely he was horrible played last year. He, I know, dude. Like he barely played. He barely played, and he sucked when he played. Um, so again, I don't see how. Like, how can we trust that player that he goes from being that bad to another country and suddenly just improves and suddenly comes back and he fixes what's wrong? Or that he comes back and mentally he just suddenly trusts the team so he's going to do his best? Like, the fuck? You can't trust that shit. You can't go from being that bad to that good. If you're that bad, there's something that, that that's there and it's more mental than it is probably skill set and, in my opinion, not worth it. Ah, I agree with you. Um, Steph? The last few here, um, I think we all agree with Daniel Braganza, so I'll, I'll, I'll mention him now, but I'll obviously leave him out. Uh, last two, last three here, I should say, quite interesting options. I'll give uh, one to each person, starting off with Jelson Dalla of uh, Riwav, who, if I'm not mistaken, scored two goals before uh, by coming when he came back to, by the way, he came back to Riwav in January. He scored two or three goals since. I'm um, just trying to confirm that. Give me one second. Three goals and an assist since in six games. Um, a striker can call, also play winger. Um, a guy that's all, obviously been in our radar for the last few seasons now. Never given the chance to spot. Do you think uh, next year should be his year? Or what do you think? No, I think I think um, it, it really came out on the news that uh, Ruben and Morin wants to see him back for the preseason to see what he's got. So, and mm-hmm. I think he, he deserves at least that. Uh, I, I've only seen a lot of potential from him. So give him a real shot. Let's see what he's got. We have nothing to lose. I mean, especially in a year that's going to be to rebuild and we don't have a lot of money. We already have the players, so give him a shot. Agreed. Um, Steph, uh, sorry, Steph. Christian, um, this other one's another interesting option. Um, also on loan with Braganza at Istoril, uh, Rafael Barbosa, an attacking midfielder, can play on the right, can play on the left, can play in the center. Um, he's played most games on the left this season, four goals in 22 games. Not bad for a midfielder. I'm just trying to pull up more of his stats here. Um, all right. Not much else recorded. Of course, this is the second division. Um, but what do you think of Rafael Barbosa? Do you think he deserves a shot for next season? Yeah, I just want to go back real quick to Misich because he has 31 appearances Six goals and 11 assists. And he scored that banger of a volley that kind of went viral this season. Um, I do remember that. I do so, remember that. So, honestly, Misic might be worth um, worth a look. And, and it seems so certain that Payok was going to activate that clause. Like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, he's he's balling, duh. Obviously, we're going acti- to activate him for a million or whatever, two million. But I think, like, with everything going on now, like, every, everything, nothing is certain. So, like, if we can, uh, if we can bring him back... Um, I think he might be. I think he might be, you know, worth having a look at in the midfield. But to Rafael Barbosa, honestly, for me, probably not. I mean, I've I've watched him play a couple times. He's he's all right. I mean, I, I, I he's he, I'm not gonna say he's bad, but for me, he's more of like a you know a Moreiren, Sariuav type player. I don't think he's ever a player um, for Sporting. Yeah, fair enough. I. 
agree with you actually. Last but not least, um, another player loaned out to the second division, uh, Leonard Ruiz uh, from Verzing, 23 years old, Colombian, 11 goals, one, one assist um, in 18 games. Uh, Verzing sitting in sixth, uh, so not too far off the top, but uh, obviously nowhere near the promotion. Um, so not a bad team, not a, an amazing team in the second division by the, by their standards there, though they're not far off the race. Um, what do you think, Nando? Do you think Leonardo Ruiz can should get another look at, or what do you think? Yeah, I think he, top, I think he should. Top, sorry, I should say top goal scorer of the second division as well. Yeah, and, and how old is he? Twenty three. Yeah, he definitely should be given a, uh, another opportunity. He's taking care of business where he's playing right now. He's obviously doing a very good job being top goal scorer and putting all these goals in. So when you're performing that well. You've got to at least look at it. Has there been a development? Has he suddenly learned a new technique? Has he just naturally improved? Or do we think that this is just like kind of one hit wonder for one year and then that's it? So we can't you know, rely on it. But the only way to find out is if you give it a shot. You have nothing to lose because he's coming off a heck of a year. So, yeah, I definitely think you give him a shot. Uh, he he uh, was Sorry, super I misinformed you. He, he, he was. He was super uh, let me just coming out of uh, correct so myself. For, uh... Say that again? Go ahead, Danny. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so in the second of it, he's top goal scorer in Verzing with 11 goals. He's tied for third uh, with 11 goals. Okay. Second place has 12. First place has 13. So he st- he was in the hunt for the Golden Boot. I definitely think that's still plenty w- worth it. He's um, of course. still scoring the most goals on his team, and he's still top three. Like I can't be mad about that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry go ahead, uh, Chris. I mean, he was supposed to be a a, a kind of like because Sporting stole him from under Porto's nose because mm-hmm. he, he he balled for the uh, one of the the UEFA Youth League team, the, B team, the, yeah, the Porto UEFA Youth League team. He kind of like I think Porto made it to the final. I mean, they might have actually won the UEFA Youth League with him, correct? I believe um, so. And he was like the superstar of that team, and we kind of s- s- sw- uh, like snuck in there and 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 grabbed him. So. He was always a promising kid, and then the past couple of years he's kind of faded off. But yeah, who knows? Maybe he uh, definitely worth a look. Yeah, worth a look. I personally think he's trash, but worth a look for sure. The stats have improved. <laughs> I haven't seen him this year, at least. I mean, but tw- from what I've seen in the past, I think he's tw- trash. Twelve, 12 <laughs> goals in the second division. It's uh, it's pretty good, though. It's not our second division not is bad. tough. No, no, definitely, it is. It is. I'm not taking anything away from him on there. Um, I just think uh, what I've seen in, uh, uh, but anyways, well, you know, all the best to him. Hey, if he comes next season, scores 20 goals and shuts me up, I will not be mad at him. You know what I mean? I'll be very happy. Uh, and then last, uh, sort of transfer rumor, not really a rumor, but something being thrown out there. Um, already mentioned, uh, a few times, but we'll go into more depth. Uh, Rafael Leão, of course, uh, last podcast, I believe it was, we announced that, um, the FIFA courts or the UEFA courts, somebody's uh, ordering him to pay Sporting $16.5 million. Um, and now Carlos Vieira, um, ex-vice president, uh, not ex-vice president. What was he? To Bruno Carvalho? So I don't misspeak. He was vice the vice president. president. The accountant, right? Oh, he no, was the vice, vice president? president? Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah they, they have uh, five uh, vice presidents. Don't ask me why, but. <laughs> yeah, they have one. They yeah, have, it's, it's the president, five vice, vice president, five who guys, and those two plants. Just in case if somebody dies or something. I don't just in case, hey, somebody gets coronavirus, bro. 
I guess. Cover. And that, and then you <laughs> wonder where where the money goes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but anyways, he was sort of suggesting uh, a potential return from Rafael Leon, um, seeing as he can't pay um, back Sporting the sixteen point five million, and of course uh, some murmurs of uh, us still negotiating with Lille and AC Milan to help them sort of pay back that debt. Um, of course, everything's being thrown in the air right now. Nothing certain. Um, Steph, I'll start off with you, and then I'll go on to uh, Christian and Nando as well. Um, your thoughts on this, and uh, if 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 there is any truth on him potentially coming back, do you think we should accept him with open arms? Okay, so first of all, the that the decision from the court system impeccable because if you if you uh, if you read the whole thing, I think it, the documentation was like over 300 pages. I didn't read it. But I did. I did look at the uh, what the Portuguese media put out, and also I listened to our good friends of Sporting One Hundred and Sixty and Pedro and Joao. They they dissected the whole thing, and and uh, you should you guys should listen to the podcast. I think this was like three or four podcasts ago, and uh, they they spoke about it in detail, and basically they found Sporting guilty, uh, and. Uh, for for the first portion of the court, the the, the decision court, which Sporting has to pay him back forty thousand euros, and then they found the player and the agents guilty because, or not the agent, the player. In this case, it's always the player because it was proven that he could have worked out everything with Sporting, and he he tried to come back to Sporting. And when you read the whole thing, uh, there's text messages going back and forth saying, yes, I'm coming back. And that got him in trouble. So um, if Rafael Young wants to be upset, he should be upset his father and his uncle. Because that's how it says it's you said in Portuguese, it clearly says mm -hmm. that uh, it's a proven fact that his father and his uncle. Uh, which his uncle, I think, is his agent, were the ones that convinced him not to come back to Sporting. He was just like a step away of coming back. Even uh, Utiak Fernandes, which he was involved in the process, he said he, he was on his way back. His father and agent, greedy, after money, they the ones that convinced him not to sign back. And he was going to get a great deal. And he was going to get a lot of respect, given opportunities to start and be like treated like a, a star. And he shit on all of us. Um, mm -hmm. So with that, with that said, great that he has to pay us back. Really phenomenal. But when you think about all this, uh, now let's go back to William Carvalho, Rui Patrice and all that. None of those players decided to come back. Not even once. So it looks like we would have lost those cases in court. So when players, you know, the when 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 fans were being aggressive saying, Oh shit, you know, we should have gone all the way with these with these players as well. None of them tried to come back. Only Rafael Leon. And that's why we won the case against him. Because the the it was proven in court that the, the sporting lawyers had enough evidence, text messaging, emails, all that stuff. Uh, witnesses that he wanted to come back, so that's why he was penalized. I just wanted to make it clear that maybe 
the deals we spoke with uh, William Carvalho, um, with um, Jose Martins, with Rui Patricio, actually was the best thing for Sporting. And I'm not trying to to put uh, Frederic Varandas on the pedestal, not at all. But now, when we see this last case with Rafael Leão, it, look, it looks like Sporting would have lost. Uh, and then finally, what Carlos Vieira said, it was just a an idea. He, he's not, he's, mm. he, he doesn't belong to Sporting at all. He's not part of the administration. He's as much as we are. He's a fan. He used to be, but he's not. So his idea, if you step back... A potential back, candidate, I should say. Well, sorry. One, 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 one veranda finishes his term. He's still for the sure. president and he sure, will be. For sure. Yeah. So, for sure. Uh, so for, for his idea is not a crazy one. If you step back and you, you put your emotions aside, what he's saying is this player might not have the money to pay us. So instead of losing the player and the money, let's try to get him back and negotiate you know, a deal that will benefit us, Sporting Club Portugal, and get the player back. I see what he's saying. Now, if... If if we if we do a little bit of investigation, if Sporting does a little bit of investigation, they see it does have the money to, to pay us back. I would like to see the money back. If we have to if we have to uh, to withhold uh, his his bank accounts, seize his bank accounts or property or cars or whatever you might have, and it it totals sixteen point five million, yeah, then go after the money. But if he does not have the money. It's not a crazy idea, and I'll leave it at that. I'll, leave, I'll let Chris and, and Nando give their opinion as well. Fair enough. Chris, what do you think, dude? Yeah, that's a, that's a great explanation of everything, Steph. Um, and I, I guess for me, logist, I mean, bringing him back and, you know, what he did and, um, you know, he's a, being a ratu, all this stuff, I, I don't disagree with any of that stuff. I mean... His dad and his uncle are, are money-hungry jackasses. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, who signed the contract at Lille? Rafael Leon. I mean, he had to do it. So, I mean, yes, he's a stupid kid, whatever. Maybe it's not all his fault, but, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a middle ground. Some people say, you know, he's just a stupid kid, whatever. Some people say he's a total rat. I never even want to look at him again. I say that the truth probably falls somewhere in the middle there. Um, in terms of actually bringing him back logistically, I, I mean, I'm just curious how, how it would even work. I mean, the, the man j- just signed at AC Milan last season, signed a, a deal valid for four or five seasons. H- how is he going to get to Sporting? And what incentive do Lille, who, mm-hmm. who signed him for free and then shipped him off for $22 million. So basically, Lille made $22 million appear out of nothing. So they think we are we're we're legends for this one, and um, and AC Milan he's a currently a player on their roster. I mean, they invested a lot of money in him. He's say what you want, but he's a young, promising striker. Um, they wouldn't have paid twenty. They, they paid twenty two million because he had a great season at Lille, and he's only twenty years old. Um, so I just I just don't un, I don't the part that I'm missing is how he gets to Sporting. I guess maybe. Um, if, the, like, if the court makes him, I don't know. That's the only solution. Yeah, I mean, it 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 it, it pulls into question everything. Maybe the court rules that the contract that he signed at AC Milan is mm-hmm. is void. 
Um, so maybe a, a court has to rule that his contract is void. Yeah. But what what I think here is so basically the number the number is sixteen point five million. So Sporting is, is getting sixteen point five million. If you can bring Rafael Leon back and then sell him, say AC Milan, you want him twenty five. You know, like I don't care if he's here or not. I, I just want what's best for Sparthing. So if him being here is going to be too much of a distraction, it's going to piss too many fans off, it's not going to be worth it, he's bad in the locker room, whatever the fuck. I, I mean, if, if bringing him back and then turning around and flipping him is something that's on the table, I, I fully support that. Uh, and, I mean, it might piss people off at first, you know, that he's back or whatever, but at the end of the day... Um, it's it's what's best for the club. The, the money is what's best for the club. So if he's not able to pay that $16.5 million, but I don't know, maybe Manchester United is is able to pay $16.5 million, we're going to get the money that way because Manchester United can actually pay $16.5 million and a 20-year-old kid can't pay $16.5 million. So I think the most important thing is getting the money, no matter what means yeah. that is. And it, maybe it means bringing him back for let, Let's just say the crazy scenario happens. The court rules that his contract to AC Milan is void and he comes back. I mean, we don't have, we have Spurad and Menz. I think he's better than Menz. So he's the best, second best striker on the team. I mean, maybe he plays for a season and then you turn around and sell him in January for 20 million. I mean, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm not opposed to the idea. I'll say that much. All uh- right. Yeah, I'll I'll chime in really quickly. Um, I'm with you. I think the money's way more important. Uh, but just as an example, uh, the same way Bruno Fernandes, I mean, to this day, still gets criticism from Sporting fans. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, I, I, listen, he, he's definitely one of the better players we've had in the 20th century. Um, some people can make a case that he's been one of our better captains throughout the years as well, even though he rescinded his contract. So, I mean, of course, redemption is still on the cards, um, you know, and I'm with you. If he, if he comes back, scores 30 goals, wins us the league, um, I won't say all is people, forgiven. But people forget about it, but we'll forget about it. <laughs> exactly. People will, will definitely forget about it. Or at least, at worst, he has, like, a mixed, um, a mixed feeling in, in, in the fan base. That's um, what I would say Bruno is Nando. at, even to this day, okay. mixed. But I, more, I think he's he's at like an eighty he's at like an an eighty twenty percent eighty percent like him twenty and even twenty is a little pushing it maybe like yeah. fifteen ten you know yeah 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 um, but yeah yeah I don't think Rafael Rafael Leon has to do some amazing stuff to even get on eighty twenty but um, if he if he does come back which again I I, I don't think that's going to be possible uh, no. simply because Leo Leo won't be Leo definitely won't pay us. Uh, Leo, from the beginning, were saying they won't pay us, and they didn't pay us, and then they still sold them to AC Milan. And AC Milan aren't the financial powerhouses they once were. Um, I don't think they'd want to pay 16.5, and I'm sure they'll go to court for it. Well, they um, already not paid 22. They already invested 22 million into buying exactly, from exactly. Leo. Yeah, exactly. So why would they give up an extra 16? Uh, it makes no sense. Um, so yeah, uh, but, but we'll see, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he does come back or, or any of that, but Nando, your quick two thoughts on this. Um, I, I'm going to be the one guy, uh, that's, I know I'm, I'm, I'm alone on this. I don't want him back. 
Go for it. I I don't care if Sporting benefits somehow from this. What I want is for Sporting to use this as an opportunity to put the foot down on shady agents, um, dads that overstep the boundaries. Um, I want Sporting to use this as an example that when you push your client or young player to do things that are obvious across the board to not be the right decision because you're that greedy, this is what Spartan does. They will take you to court. They'll make sure you don't get away with it and most likely will refuse to do business with you and your player is not worth that hassle because Spartan cannot continue to allow themselves to be manipulated, used by agents like George Mins and all of his freaking little hands that he's involved in. George Mins has nothing to fucking do with Rafael Young, with Lille, and with AC Milan. And he's coming back because Sporting is begging. Sporting is on their knees asking George Mins to use his magical hands and to conduct a kind of business where he still makes a hefty amount of money. And Sporting makes a lot less money than the, what they could have if they just learned to stand up for themselves and to stop doing shady business. So I want nothing to do with him as Sporting. I want Sporting to use this as that example. And uh, I, I could give a damn about the guy. He really, really pissed me off and how everything went down. I said it when we talked about it months ago. I wish him absolutely no success. So it is what it is. Don't get me wrong. I feel the same way. But if it, me, if if I if I'm part of the sporting administration, and then uh, they say, "Listen, we ain't got no money to pay you," I'm gonna I'm gonna have to lay, look at another deal for the better good of the club. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think Carlos Vieira was saying. He's an outsider. He's not in the administration. He was just. Like Chris said, it's, I think it's impossible because you have to deal with AC Milan saying, whoa, what the hell? We just paid Lille X amount of money. He's our player now. Unless Lille and, and AC Milan, they work out a deal that they paid the $16.5 to Sporting, which I think that's the most logical idea. A court would have to tell them to do it. They won't do it out of their own goodwill. Exactly. Because if you think about it, if the player says I don't have the money, then he makes then, one point four million euros a year. I'm just going to put that out there also. Okay, which you know, sixteen point five is a lot of money. So he's so, going to have to save every penny he makes the next fourteen years and then give it all to us. <laughs> exactly, because who made the money? Lille made the money. Mm -hmm. AC Milan pay Lille, so Lille and AC Milan they're going to have to work out a deal to to pay Sporting, but they don't have to. Let's put that into perspective. They don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll end the Rafael Leon talk here. Um, last talking point um, is standings. Uh, Steph, I'll start this one off with you because you had uh, actually some, some great ideas on um, what you think should go on. Should the, should the league stop? Should it restart? Um, I know the Premier League was talking about, um, uh, well, I actually don't know if it was the Premier League or if it's just like news outlets shooting the shit, but talking about a continuation um, until the end of next season, um, but it's just going to continue on from this season. Um, ton of ideas on the table, but what do you think should, should, um, should take place with all this, uh, this COVID-19 outbreak and all the league stops? 
It's actually pretty simple. If you, if you look at the, uh, um, I'm going to respond to you guys with a question. And uh, if you guys don't mind, be fast. Um, who should be in a normal season? Who's, who's, who's champion of England, of Portugal or France? Who, who's the team that deserves to be champion of those countries? Any country. What do you mean? And like that's the team it. itself? Yes. Who, who deserves you're, to be You're the saying champion? that there's, there's always a certain amount of repeat uh, winners, and we usually know what teams are going to f- compete for the title. So who's, who deserves to be the champion of Portugal, France, or, or, or England in any given year? In, uh, well, I mean, you know that Portugal oh, well, is always going to be comes in first, right? Okay, so who's the most regular team? Am I correct? Recently, No, so no. What I'm saying is whoever, whoever finishes the season is the champion of a certain country. No one has finished their season. So no one should be champion of any country. That's how I, I look at it as a uh, um, ethical point of view. If you look at the how the rules are built is whoever won the first round and the second round of, of the standings. In Portugal, we have, uh, what is it, 18 games and then 18, the second, the second round. First round is 18 and then the second... 34 games total. 34 games, 17, 17. Mm -hmm. So, so no one finished the 34 games. In England, no. They're 11 games short, I think, right? In Portugal, at least. In Portugal, we have 18 teams, so it's 34 games, yeah. Um, So, in England, they have more games. So, no one finished those games, all the games in England. So, no one should be champion of any country. That's my perspective because. Ethically, that's the way it should be yeah, because no. you didn't no. finish. You no. didn't finish the season, so it should be the standings that we have now in place. Because some people say, "Well, Liverpool should be because they have twenty-five points in advance." That's your personal opinion. Because if you stick by the rules, the way the rules are is whoever finishes the season at the end of the season, the most regular team would be the champion of England, of Portugal, of France, and so on. No one finished their season. So meaning that it's it's an easy solution. No one is champion. So, In 2020, there's no champions. So for, 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 the, for the standing purposes, the way it is now, for the Champions League and League It Up and all that, I agree. The way it stands now, then Porto, in our case, in the Portuguese League, would directly go to the Champions League. Befica... Sportless Boibifica would go to the playoff. Braga would go directly to the Liga Europa. And Sporting would go to a playoff for Liga Europa. The last bottom two would go would be demoted. And that's the way it should be. But there's no champions in Portugal whatsoever. So, so I'm, I'm going to make... That's, that's my take on it. I mean, I, you guys tell me that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... No, I'm, no, wait, wait. Nando, before you go on, let me just ask Steph a quick question on his yeah. format. Because um, I, I actually like it a lot. Um, maybe it's not a great example in terms of Portugal, the league tables, but um, my, my question is, what do we do in terms of relegation? Because obviously there's nobody that's been um, legitimately relegated yet. Of course, Desportivo de have 13 points, Portimonense have 16, and there's quite a bit of a gap between... Uh, the two relegation spots, and then Pas Ferreira with 22. But, for example, if we go to like uh, a country like the Netherlands, 
um, who have one, they have Ezzet Alkmar and AD, um, Ajax, um, sorry, not Ajax, Ajax tied for first. Um, but of course, you're saying that there's no champion, and I'm with you. Uh, but then in terms of relegation, they have, um, so they have 16th that gets relegated with 26 points. Uh, and then they have 15th that stay alive with 26 points as well. They're just ahead on goal difference. Um, so what do you think we should do in terms of relegation? Should, especially in Portugal, should it just be set that this Portivo de Javs and Portimonense go down? Should there be no relegation? Um, because if you're saying no champion in the first division, I guess there's no champion in the second division, correct? What do you think about that, dude? Correct. I feel the same way. So there's no relegation as well uh, because the season uh, was never done. It was never completed. It, it, it's To me, it's, it's, it's clear like water. If the season wasn't done, there's no way you can make decisions that who's going to be relegated, who's going to be champion of Portugal yeah. or England and so on. It has to be, hey, this was a wash. Uh, it's it's just like the school system for the kids. Um, I mean, they, here in the U.S., they're talking about that no one advances in certain states. Is it a crazy idea? It sounds like it is, but whoa, wait, wait, they're, they're actually saying that they're saying yeah, like if you're in second grade, that. if you're in second grade, next year you'll be in second grade again. Yes, they talk about it now. Crazy. I did not know that. That is crazy. Yeah, no. Yeah, they, someone someone is flirting with that idea, which is getting a lot of people upset. Yeah. But you know, in 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 soccer, in the soccer leagues, it's simple. Why the fuck would you say Liverpool is champion because they, they have twenty five points in advance? I would understand that. First of all, are you a Liverpool fan? Is that what you're saying? That? Or so then if England says, Well, Liverpool deserves it. Then uh, Porto would say, "Hey, then we should be champions of so, Portugal. It doesn't matter because it's only one point. So yeah. we fi- we, I, f- we finish first. I'm going to um, I'm going to make this point pretty quick and pretty clear because I feel very very strongly about this for many reasons, um, but a couple primarily stand out. So I got to be against you on 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 this stuff. Um, no, it's fine. I I so you, you don't crown the champion." as they are, but you absolutely continue this season, whether that's the end of this year, next year, wherever the time comes where we go back to a quote-unquote normal and we can start having sports again, you do not start a new season. I don't care if that delays people's careers or things take a little longer to finish. The reason being is you are talking about and, I, and I, I sympathize with Liverpool a little bit on this. I know some uh, – Danny, you don't like Liverpool, and it's all funny games. But – and it's funny because we are opposite reasons of each other for this. Like, I am sad that my Sporting hasn't been champion in 18 years, 19 years. Liverpool is also hasn't been champion in all those years, right? I can't imagine what a fan base across these countries, especially Liverpool's, would feel like if they – saw that being taken away from them. If they weren't given the opportunity to continue to prove that they can get three to six more points and be crowned champions because they're already 25 up ahead. And then that itself, you would lose so much credibility if you're the Premier League, if you're FIFA. You cannot do that to clubs, whether they're big or small, clubs that have an opportunity to go up from the second division to the first, so forth and so on. There's a lot of things that are at stake. And to stop it because of a crazy year, well, then do a crazy thing like moving the uh, the Euro this year. It's going to be moved to next year. They didn't give a damn. They're just one year over. Do the right thing. 
even if that may not be the most popular thing at that time, give fans an opportunity to finish off their dreams and how they were doing with their clubs. And, um, and that's it. It's as simple as that. That would solve so many problems. You'd have a champion, a rightful champion, and then you'd have all the correct promotions and demotions, Champions League, League of etc. Um, that's that's my opinion, man. I'd be pissed as hell if Sporting had a chance and it was taken away from us because of a fucking crazy shit that everybody had to deal with. The only reason, the only way to finish this season, if which I think it's impossible, would be empty stadiums, just the players, and they would have to be tested. And that's fine. The, we, I know, but it's not going to be allowed. That's the problem because when you talk about it, only the players, not only the players. So you just now, finish it, finish it next year. Just, just prolong it, extend but, it. But now it's affecting the the new season. They won't so let it. it. It's, but they, but they won't let it. And they would, I, bro. They would have to get to a point where they would have to understand that what's happened right now with the coronavirus. It's so crazy that no one in their rightful minds, as much as they want to admit it, could have prepared for this. Perfectly right. Exactly. So, this is this is why this season is a fucking wash because yeah. people forget that we had the second world but it, war. But it wasn't when we had when, listen, listen, suck against Liverpool. And, but and you know I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Liverpool, Porto, uh, Paris Saint Germain, uh, in, uh, Juventus. It sucks for them. It does. But the season ain't over, so you don't deserve to be champion. It's right. that so, simple to yeah. me. Bro, because look at the second in a look good at, spot. Look, if look at a good spot. We would just accept that, or we would say, okay, we I would accept well it. Yes, or sick. Like, okay. like, like I'm accepting it now. We finish in fourth as we stand now, and that's it. We finish in fourth. In the Second World War, but let me say, ma- let me, many let me, many countries didn't finish their championship in the Second World War. Hold on, let me ask you this then. Let me and ask those, you this and and for for five years. We didn't. France, Germany, everyone involved so, in the in the Second World War didn't have any. I'll make this. I'll make this really quick. So let me ask yeah. you this, right? You sure. said one of your biggest arguments there was that then it would affect next year. Why the hell? It's not me. It's uh, it's. I but, know but, how they think. But but mm-hmm. yeah, sure. But but then my saying is like, why is it that we're okay to do that now? Right? Everybody had to deal with the coronavirus. Everybody was performing well or poorly without any knowledge of any sickness. So nobody could even use the bullshit that like, oh, man, there was players that were sick. And then that's that's not how they normally perform. No, no, no. They performed as they did until they found out that shit, this is going around. So we got to stop. So I don't want that excuse. But the primary thing is this. We are able to accommodate Euros being pushed out a year. We're able to accommodate World Cup suddenly because of the interest of money flipping seasons where teams across, for example, Europe primarily, will already be halfway through their season, stop for a month and a half, focus on a World Cup, come but, back in a but, month and a half. But, but a, a European, it's a month long. Sure, but see so, what I'm so, so are we? So, why are we accepting that changes can happen? If they when, want to, they can push this into next year. They can then figure it all around, man. Look at look at Brazil. Look at Brazil and, and South America. Those dudes play soccer almost year round. I don't even know how they're able to do that, but it looks like they're playing every freaking four to five days. A Libertadores is over, and a month later they're qualifying all over again. They don't. Well, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but what you're saying is, it, it'll, no, no conference, no country will agree with it. Every every country will say, hey, if it doesn't finish this year, then never mind. Let's start the new season. No, no country will say let's prolong this until next year and finish ten games in fiscal year twenty one for fiscal year twenty. It, they, they just ain't going to do it. Do you think people would be more likely to accept it 
if um, they reached an agreement as to how often they were playing, like, for example, a game every four to five days to speed it up? Because all no, they, to- they, 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 they mentioned that and uh, it, they were heavily criticized. Why, my, my goodness, why? Because they would be done by May. The season only ends around what, April, it's, May? And, and Sporting was one of the clubs that criticized it right away. And I understand why, because now you need another preseason. The players, they stopped yeah. playing for a long. Bro, but, so that, it, but that becomes a preseason. It's, it's very like, no, no, but even then. They get two, even if they get two weeks to come back, they're still more susceptible to injuries coming injuries, back, especially playing time. as frequent. That's the, big that's time. the thing. I that's why that I think a lot of clubs will agree to it. How they felt about that? Players that worked very hard to take their team no, to a very good spot sure. would be devastated and say, "No, I'll play through this shit." Oh yeah, the players were for the sure. ones Listen, complaining. Take a guy, yeah. Take a guy, take a guy like Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, I'd never really seen him not down to play. He was always down to play. Um, it, it's it's more on like the owner. Like I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't want if we still had a Bruno Fernandes on a team right now. We have a bunch of fucking uh, a bunch of fucking clowns. So who cares if they get injured? But if we still have Bruno Fernandes on the team, I wouldn't really want us pushing Bruno Fernandes to play every game for the net, or, or four and four days every single game. Like he—he he, he's bound to get injured within the net. It, and we have what ten games left? Yes, Correct? something like that. Yeah, ten games. So yeah, it, it's too much of a risk. It's too much. I think still the, the only thing for, I for I off, but I, I you're still competing for something. Yeah, I was also going to say that too. That Liga Europa still has money to make. Champions League still has money to make. I think they're, they're going into the quarterfinals, right? If I'm not mistaken, um, or was there already some a first? The, some time? of the legs have been played. Not all of them, but like I, maybe I, a, I think a that was third. A, a third of them have, have played the first leg. No, Champions League okay. played. Atletico Madrid and Liverpool played, right? The first leg. Yeah, but uh, Liverpool got eliminated, right? No, that was. Because remember, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, yeah, Liverpool, were, Liverpool oh, yeah, got eliminated. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. so only the. Yeah. I think it was just Liga Europa. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I know United the, played their first leg. The, the the thing is, okay, let's let's keep things into perspective. If if the season, let's say for whatever reason they say, uh, you know what, let's do it in July. I think there's a real shot they could finish it, and then I agree with Nando, one hundred percent. They could still play July and August. And finish ten games in July and August, and do a preseason sometime in in June, the two last weeks in June, Absolutely. if all this is allowed. Because the thing is, imagine Sporting says, "Okay, we're gonna, uh, uh, you know, start our uh, a mini preseason in June," and then half of the team gets the coronavirus. Yeah. Then then they're gonna be like, "What the fuck? It's your fault because you you did it too soon." You, you you didn't prepare for such a thing, so you know no one wants to be the guinea pig. Yeah. So I think Nacional de Madeira actually they started their their, their two the practices, but they have masks on six feet that apart. That shit is wild, by the way. Yeah, it's crazy. that is wild. That is yeah. wild. But you know if the but season I, I is not pretty... over this year, then no one should be champion. I don't give a fuck if you're twenty five points ahead, and I feel for Liverpool. I do. Because they they were yeah. pulling a great season, but to me it's all about ethics. The the the, yeah. the the magic of the game and the championship and and the 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 uh, Premier League and the Liga Nos is whoever finished all the games and was the most regular team in the season at the end of the season. 
There's no end of the season, so no one be, should be champion. No one. And it sucks for Liverpool, but at the same time, would I want Sporting to be champion of Portugal the year the coronavirus happened and and uh, 50,000 people died? No, nah, I wouldn't want that title, to tell the truth. Me, personally, sure. I wouldn't want that title. And no matter what happens, who like, let's just say they decide to award championships just as they are. Let's say in four months, we decide to finish out the season in September. No matter what happens, whoever ends up being the champion will always have an asterisk next to this season. Always. Oh, that was the, always. Co- that was the always. corona season. That was when yeah. that, that crazy shit happened. Oh, Liverpool won that. Like, nope. let's just say, let's just say Liverpool, they play this shit out. It finishes in September. Liverpool breaks their spell and then they don't win again for another 20 years. People will say, people will say, oh, they won, but it was the Corona season. I don't give a damn because, because I would tell people that they can suck it because everybody performed and acted the exact same way every single day. Like nothing was an issue until their fucking state or country or whatever municipality decided that suddenly they had to start practicing social distancing. That was the time. And at that point, when they mentioned social distancing, uh, sports was already done. It's not like they were going ahead and being like, man, I don't know if we should keep playing while people are doing social distancing. My wife is sick. My son is sick. And I sh- I'm just mentally not there. No, it wasn't like that. They stopped playing. They knew it was done. They performed however the fuck they performed up to that point. Good, bad, or mediocre, whatever. And yeah, but then- Nando, let's just say they advance. Like, let, let's just say they play at the games out three, four months in the future. Yeah. You could say like, Let's just say, like, um, for example, Porto, they're, they're one or two points up, right? Let's just say they end up losing by four points. They could always turn around and say, like, this is fucked because we were on a roll. We had momentum, right? Yeah. We mm-hmm. beat Benfica, exactly. and then we had to stop yeah. for four months, and uh, then it got fucked up. So I'd say, no matter I, what happens, there will always be an asterisk. There, there's there literally be, no right yeah. answer, you know? There will be an asterisk. You're 100% correct, and everybody has good, valid points on this, but... I think at the end of the day, when you are a league and you are dealing with millions and you are making a promise to fans across the the, the, the country and the world, and of course they're, these guys are corrupt, but the ones that aren't, you're making a promise to fans that you're going to be credible, that you're going to you know, be honest, and you're going to deal with things. These are adults. These are grown people that make millions of dollars, and they're playing with people's money. They're playing with people's livelihoods by just – they don't like that it's not a perfect scenario. They're going to make more money if they finish the leagues than they are if they don't finish the leagues. They're going to put people more probably, more importantly, at home because people miss their sports and won't fucking venture off because that's a fact. People would be more likely, they did a study, to be home if sports was still currently going on. And you have to look at that and put all these things into effect. They're going to have to deal with the Euro being moved next year. They weren't planning on it. Now they got to deal with it. it. You know, things got thrown around. Things got done, you know. And you, to, in my opinion, to end the season is almost looking like like people were looking for reasons to end it more than they were looking at the facts in front of them. Seasons happen. They change, uh, you know, they sometimes – Portugal had 16 teams, sometimes they had more teams. They they fuck with stuff at their convenience. And if your team was good, bad or not, up to that point, that's just how they were. And as a professional and as an, as, a, as a as a person that's supposed to like do their job because they're playing a fucking sport, they're going to deal with the World Cup being switched 
to the winner. Players are going to suddenly be playing more than they would normally be playing. And what are we supposed to do about it? Say, put the asterisks at that season and say that that year Spartan didn't win, or if they won, they won because teams like Puerto Benfica were tired because they had to deal with the World Cup in October, November, December. Come on. All I'm saying, and uh, Nando, you got an excellent point of view, but like you just said now, if you put this additional 10 games, Portugal's 10 games, other championships, other leagues, it's more games because they have more teams. So then the other season will be delayed. And like you said, the, the, the European Cup, it's next year. The Olympics and all that, it's next year. All that fucking thing. So you, you're compiling more games, more injuries. It'll, it'll never end. The, the only quick remedy of this is let's, let's see if they can finish this summer. That's why Sporting already gave the vacation to the players. They already took their vacation, meaning that at any time, if the if they get if they given the green light to restart the season, the league and our season, they're good to go in the middle of the summer. That's it. They've done, they've done their vacation, so so if they're able to finish this summer, great. But you have to cut it loose. At one point, you have to say, what's the deadline to finish the 2000 season? Yeah, August. It's yeah. it's it's the deadline. After that. that, forget about it. Because we're not gonna yeah. have time. Fine, I can, I can, I can accept that. I, can I was accept, just about to say. That, I can yeah. expect. I can completely accept. Okay, I have no problem with saying that. If you set a deadline like that, August, fine, hard deadline. If it's not done by August, it's not done. It's not gonna get done anyways. I will not accept the people that were very quick. And I know that there's gonna be fans out there that we love this sport more than any other sport. This is probably the thing that unites us the most. And as much as we may hate that team or love that team, we know how we would feel as Sportingistas if we were in first place. It doesn't matter if it was one point or 25 points, but if we knew we had hope, because damn it, we're good at doing math. So as long as the math is there, we have a shot. And you would tell them, you guys have a shot until August. But to tell teams straight up the bat, look, you know what? We're not going to even think about it. We're not doing it. It is what it is. It doesn't matter if coronavirus has turned around and people aren't dying as much. It doesn't matter that we figured out that there's a vaccine. We're just not playing anymore. That would be doing a disservice to fans that spend the money to come to the games to watch and to idolize players. Fans that live this and would have a memory to share with their family and friends. And fuck it, if, I, if it was me with Spartan and they took that away from me, dude, I would be so miserable for so long because I know how good it's going to feel when we win that next one. Whether that's 19 years, 20, 22, 26, it doesn't matter. You can't do that to people. No, but the, no one no one is doing this to people. It just happened. It, this is out of yeah. everyone's control. Exactly. Until August and then yeah. cut it loose. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of I'm people with, are arguing. Yeah. Very, or very few people. We're some of the very few people that can actually argue from a position of principle because our team really doesn't benefit one way or the other. No. But <laughs> all the teams that are in first place want it to end now. All the teams that are in the relegation zone want it to end now like people just want what's best for them so Mm -hmm. you know and i mean that's understandable i mean if we were in first what would we be saying we'd be like come on like maybe we should just end it you know whatever it's so it's it's very difficult for for people the clubs because being a fan of a club is literally a conflict of interest you just nailed it bo you just nailed it you said that 
every team's going to want what's best for them, right? There's very few teams out there that at this point, Spartan maybe can say that, listen, we're, we're going to finish where we finish because we suck. But at the same time, we if think we finish we fourth, that'd chance. be like a W, bro. We literally don't even deserve fourth. I know, <laughs> I know. I know, but like, <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's like I said at the beginning of the podcast, the coronavirus saved Veranda's ass. Yeah. yeah, but you you look at you look at a Porto who's in first place. They're gonna say fuck it. I want to end now, right? Benfica's are gonna say hell no. We better not end now because we think we're gonna finish it first. There's a lot more scenarios like that where both teams or the teams that are competitive throughout the top five seven positions. You had allegations. You have an agreement that they want to continue to play because they think they can change their course. The and, I the, and I agree. And so I agree. I would. I that, I, that, I agree yeah. with Benfica's on this point of view. Like I agree with Portistas as well, but the 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 thing is, some Benfiquistas were saying that the champion should be determined by the the one that finished in first place in the Primeira Volta. Okay, that is insane, and just exactly proving the point <laughs> I just said. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So lumpyum. So so <laughs> so, so you saying disregard all the other fucking seven <laughs> games you played afterwards? <laughs> disregard the seven <laughs> points we dropped in the last two. Months. I know. Yeah. Come on. Uh, well, that's great. well that's the, great. The, the, and, and, and I'm the, gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I was actually. You said the Spartaguistas probably don't have much of a pull the way we're gonna finish this year. Hell, I'd almost say we do because. If uh, if uh, Ruben Abrin just sucks it up, you know, trying all these kinds of things, and we finish on an absolutely horrendous end of season, that's going to dictate a lot for next year. More importantly, it's going to dictate a lot for Varandas' future. His $10 million man can't perform well, and Sporting doesn't look good, and we've been wanting this man to leave. We, I, I hate saying it, but we may be messing out on either Ruben Abrin going on a complete tear and winning a bunch of games and putting Sporting in a, in a Europe position, or... Him sucking it up and suddenly our way out of Verandas is right there in front of us. Listen, this is a hell of a win-win. Yeah, this, yeah, but that this, can always this, happen next season as well, though. Yeah, but this play, uh, this whole thing played off in favor of Ruben Emery and why? Because, I mean, so far he hasn't lost for Sporting. Am I correct? So yeah, far he hasn't lost. <laughs> but let's, no, but let's say, let's say, okay, let's say he fucking fucked it up. The last 10 games we have left. He screwed it up and we finished in sixth place. He, he would start the, the season of 2020-21 very shaky. Sporting Gises would be putting pressure on him. Now, clean, clean as a whistle. What is he doing? He's watching tapes of players. Uh, he's scouting them, watching them on video, all the lone players. He's got all the time in the world to be the best sc scouter at sporting ever. This played out on his on his benefit as well. So Ruben Amorim next year, he could actually put together a good team. He could be picky. I want Dala back. I want Bragança back. I want Misik back. Don't sell him because he, he pulled out a great season in Greece. I want him back. I want Ruiz because in Varzin scored 12 goals. We don't need to spend money because we don't have it. But we have a lot of quality out there, which I want it back. I want I want uh, Rumor back. You know, who the fuck knows? So this actually played out okay for Ruben Emerin. But going back to the championship title of each country, this year should be a watch for every country if it, this season doesn't finish. Just like the Second World War. In the Second World War, we had no champions of a lot of countries. 
treated the same way. Yeah. Me personally, if Sporting was in first place with one point and they gave the title to Sporting as a Sportingista, I wouldn't want it. I, I would say I don't want to be, I don't want my club to be known to be the champion of Portugal when 25, 55,000 people lost their lives with the coronavirus that year. And we didn't even finish the championship. We'll be the laughing stock of Bifiquistas and Portistas. And Portistas will be the laughing stock of Sportingistas and Bifiquistas if they win the, the, the Portuguese championship. We're going to be like, well, para caralho, meu. Foste campeão quando as pessoas, pessoas estavam a morrer, a sofrer, e, e foste campeão neste ano. Vai, vai-te acabar ao caralho. No one will, will respect them, ever. Ever. Yeah. So why would you want to be a champion when thousands of people are dying? It goes beyond my understanding. It goes beyond my understanding. And more important, it's just, it's also just a timing issue. If this was over in a few months or like a few weeks, I should say, like a month or two, perfect. Let's, yeah, why not restart the season? They still get the break. Seeing as there's no Euros, they get that little break, maybe even get a break in August. Instead of the season starting in August, they can start in September. But the way it's going, you know, I highly doubt that would happen. And then, The only issue I see UEFA having with this as well and FIFA having with this, if they want to delay this and to play out this season, um, would be, okay, Euro 2020 was already affected, right? If we delay it long enough, it can also affect 2022, where Qatar has already put, I, I don't know how many millions into it, because they, you know, it's, it's some of the millions they have on the table and on the balance sheet, but there's also money that they obviously put into FIFA's pockets to get this World Cup. So there's a lot of factors already in play, and Qatar is already also debating on whether um, their their World Cup's going to be in December and stuff. I, I think long-term, uh, this has to be done soon for us to even consider uh, playing the remainder of the season, playing the remainder of the Europa League. I think the best solution, I'm, I'm with you, Steph, the best solution is just call this a wash. The teams in the Champions League, Europa League spots, get it. It's a shame, and I, I feel more of a shame Not so much for Liverpool, who's 25 points ahead. I feel more of a shame for, like, um, the Leeds United, for example, who last year got to a playoff just to lose and not come to the Premier League, who are now in first and who have been killing it this season. For the Furins, who have put, you know, like, uh, quite a substantial million. amount of... Leeds loses out on 100 million euros by not pre getting promoted. Then you know, And I feel then, for them. I feel for you, them, but it, it, it's the best you, solution, I think. You Then you don't allow promotions and demotions, and you sure as hell don't allow people to go to Champions League and Liga Europa based on how we hypothetically would have finished the fucking season. You don't. If fair, you're not gonna, if you're fair, not gonna let people win a championship because you're worried that they're gonna be hypothetically called to be the Corona champions or this, that, and the other, then you don't get the fucking uh, uh, by a direct result of that action make a team potentially win the Champions League and then them say what they were hype, they were the Corona uh, virus result because the only reason why they made the Champions League is because they hypothetically would have finished in first. Maybe they weren't or maybe they made it and they weren't going to finish in fifth. No, you can't fucking do that. They either finish it and what they finish is what they do or they don't finish and nobody gets to play pretend and nobody gets to reap those benefits. But that's, but that's, but that's one, but no, it's not fair because that's, that's now you get, you putting in jeopardy the Champions League for 2020, 2021. Doesn't matter. And, people and, and the league, 
No, it's 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 not. It's a question of of money. Buddy. Screw it, because, because I'm, no, because these exactly these clubs say. need the money. money yeah, I know they need the money, but if they I know they need the money. That's when you use common sense, though. You, no, you have to. There would have been there would have been teams, no doubt in my mind, that would have finished up like there are going to be teams if the season played out that would that would go from fourth to third, third to second, even second to first. So how can you hypothetically say then? Because you're saying that you don't think it's fair that they're going to be champions because of the shit that happened. But then you're saying that it's fair that they would have finished that no, they should go. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying I'm saying that it's at the, some point. The right then, Okay, so you're saying that it's because of the money, right? But then that money. No, it's not the money. It's not the money because it's 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 the money, of course. But at the same time, those competitions will exist will exist next year. So what are we saying? Team that didn't make it there in the in to that position of the Champions League. Yes, they did make it at the final of those standings, but they were not champion of Portugal because they never finished the season. But since they never finished the season, then that's not accurate. So what are you proposing then? Then nobody give me goes. a solution. You so don't then, go. So that, there's no that, Champions League. Nope, there's no Champions League. There's no league at all. Of course, that. But that's no, silly. No, you don't. You don't because you know why. You that's know why. Not gonna oh, happen. Nando, Nando, Fernando, you're not being. Money. You're not a being. A lot of money there. Think yeah. about it. FIFA makes so much money. They're so greedy that if they are. But it's not about FIFA on this one. This is about the UEFA. UEFA the TV contracts that they already paid for. UEFA made those. Those contracts are already paid. You still figure out the money because if you're that greedy, so what are you telling me? You're telling me that UEFA. Is going to fund, suddenly refund all the sponsors and all the teams that already spent money for a season that never ended. They're losing so, money now. So they're losing money now so because the, the, a Sporting TV is not paying the clubs anymore. Exactly. They stop paying them. But what happens? There's no games. Did though. But what about those gastos que já tivemos? No, but the thing. If, for ne- this month, next month, and next month, and the following months to come, there's no more money. <laughs> that that's it. It's done because there's no there's no games to play. So if you're saying the next year there's no UEFA, no no FIFA, no games and uh, no Champions League, no League Europa, yeah. you know everyone will lose, including so Sporting play, Benfica. So, so if there's no money, that's a large that's a large. But if there was no, of, of no our, like, listen, if there was there. no money to continue to pay the players for games not played, then you as sure as hell can continue to pay the players their discounted rate for games that are now being played or would finish being played after the coronavirus. They would still continue to get paid. They just wouldn't get paid because of coronavirus. If they were able to acknowledge and accept that that's what would happen to their cut, then they sure as hell can honor and accept what would happen. They would continue to play because they are getting paid. I think that you you quite frankly open up an unprecedented uh, what-ifs and an unprecedented of how can you then trust the UEFA or FIFA or whoever the because it's not going to be just Portugal. It's going to be a lot of countries across a lot of leagues, bro. And I feel I'm saying for anybody who was affected this way across sports, whether that's American sports, baseball season, basketball season that that's not even being done, this is affecting a whole world. So money's already been wasted. And if you're going to say, no, you don't get to be champion because you're not going to finish the league. And then you don't get to say, you don't get to say, sure, but yet you still looked like you were going to finish in first because looked like wasn't finished. And then you also don't get to make teams make that money that they were going to make because they didn't earn it. Bro. I no, think it's I'm not. I'm not. Listen, listen. I live in uh, in Middletown, Delaware. I'm a little peon, a sports fan, and I don't make any decisions whatsoever. So all I'm saying is, 
for Porto to say, uh, uh, for someone to say Porto is going to be champion of Portugal, one point ahead of Benfica with 10 games left, it's, it's actually, to, to me, not logical at all. Uh, now, if next year we're going to have a Champions League or not, based on the standings we have now or based on 2019 standing, that's, that's up to the UEFA and the Clubs League to make that decision as well. They're the ones who will have to make that tough decision. But we're going to have to have a Champions League and League Europa because that money is going to help a lot of clubs. But it's going to help helping clubs that didn't earn it legitimately. No, they did earn yeah, it because typically they finish on uh, around uh, the, the vicinity. Are, are we saying typically most of the, like most of the an average done. of winners? Are we going to say? Are we going to say like like for example, Leicester who never wins shit? No, won. no, no, no. I agree with you. So, so let's say you're the one making the decision. What would you do? I honestly would say that we have to finish the league, or at the very least. At the very least, like I said, the bare minimum that I would accept is a concise agreement across everybody. Are we done by August? Are we done by October? Are well, we, done- we, we, we spoke about that, and we all agreed 10 minutes ago. Yeah. You even said it yourself. August sounds to me like a good idea. But We, we, uh, we reached that agreement passes, already. Passes it is the issue. But, okay. but what if when we it, can't play? The thing, that, the thing that I am going back and forth on, right? So there, I do agree that there is a certain deadline where it's like, all right, we got to cut our losses, move to the next season. But I think yeah. we're all in that mindset that, like, we'll be good, like, August, September, October-ish. What if it's longer? What if we can't play again I until December, exactly. January? Then I think the argument is strengthened for let's just finish this season. Because what are you going to do, start a new season in January 2021? That also makes no fucking sense, you know? Yeah, I agree. 2022, Ronaldo's 39 years old, and uh, yeah, yeah. but me me personally, I'm going to just emphasize this. To me, it's very important. I wouldn't want to be champion of Portugal one point ahead with ten games missing. I wouldn't want to be. I would not. Me, I would want to be. Hell no, I would want to fight for it. I want, but I don't want somebody to take that. I also, I also wouldn't want to say the champion of the Primeira Volta should be champion. No, uh, because come on, I don't. Has that has to be one of the stupidest things I've ever. Did <laughs> Neil say that? <laughs> Listen, we already had that. We already <laughs> have a champion, <laughs> un campeón de inverno. El Sporting Club de Braga. Sporting is known as the club. Cuando chega o Natal, tudo fodeus, man. Ganhou a taça da Liga. If they want to go with that rule, o campeão de inverno Portugal foi o Sporting Club Braga. Okay, so they should be champions. You know, if they want to be that stupid, I'd like, uh, uh, say we call it there, guys, and we let the listener yeah. make up the mind uh, from here. For sure. For sure. It's on you guys. If you made it this far, please leave comments on, down below on YouTube. Get to us on Twitter. What do you guys think um, should, uh, should happen at the end of the season or whatever? Um, guys, another great podcast. Another great debate. Loved it. Every second. Uh, um, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Sparting160 underscore EN, on Instagram at Sparting160 EN, of course, you're on YouTube, Sparting160 EN, SoundCloud as well, and uh, iTunes as well. Guys, I'm wishing you all the best, of course. Keep staying safe, stay healthy, stay indoors, wash your hands, wash your balika, your tomach, everything. Make sure everything's clean, bro. Um, yeah, guys, stay safe out there, and uh, yeah, viva Sparting, boys. Viva Sporting. Viva Sporting.